Daryl, are you safe? I mean, the air quality over there looks terrible. It's it's pretty crazy where Don't I am breathe. right now, TK. Don't breathe too hard I because you never know what okay. can happen if you're breathing in that smoke. It's okay because they're bringing me a mask. Good, good. Stay indoors, all right? Even oh. if it's burning down, stay oh inside. God. You don't want the air quality to harm your lungs. Is this too soon? Am I going to get us kicked off of this platform now? I made a too soon joke the other day, too. Jesus. And they're just not funny. The timing is just brutal of these too soon know. jokes. I don't know. So here we are. Here Back we are at it again this week. We got lots to talk about today. Holy smokes. Lots of stuff going on. I mean, lots first and foremost, Jesus Christ, were we wrong? Huh? We're I I no, I don't no think rate I, hike. my predictions have been right on any of the rate hikes for a long time, but I purposely Never, say actually. the wrong thing. Just no, but so this time knows. this time you must have been serious because you were in agreement with me. I was like, look, I said, I don't know. Who, what Tiff's going to do. That guy's in control. You know, he's going to decide what he wants to do with the rates and there's nobody stopping him. You know, he's out there with his hammer ready to smash the economy and it's doing nothing. You know, you literally, you contributed to the inflation by increasing the interest rates, by adding more interest uh, debt service on, on everybody's loans that they've already got. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, I like where got, this is going, TK. Yeah. Well, it's true, right? It's like, it's you not know, untrue. All of us now have to have more household expenses in order to be able to live in a home with a mortgage with a variable rate. So now, now, so hold on. This is where we're at right now is that the Bank of Canada's only tool in the toolbox to fight inflation ironically creates more inflation. Yeah. And those greedy buggers down at Loblaws, Daryl, Daryl, I almost forgot. I didn't tell everybody to like, comment, and subscribe. What were we thinking, TK? Guys, you're already watching the video. All you got to do is click your little finger there. We know you haven't subscribed yet. We know you didn't like this video. Drop us a comment. We'll reply to it. Hope to see you again next week. We know you didn't like this video. That didn't come out right. I hope. Subscribe, comment, and like this video. If you got anything from it, don't forget our clips channel canadian real estate clips channel check that out frank ford report on tiktok i didn't say that none of that came out in english all right where are we going with who are who are importing that produce from colombia or wherever paraguay or wherever they're getting it from yeah and i know those farmers they're not charging any more than they were three years ago no they're charging the same price they just want loblaws to buy the to buy the goods but Loblaws is charging us four times. Well, but th- their dollars staying kind of stable. Actually, that's probably not even true right now either. I watched I this thing true. about lighters in China. Like they, yeah. they, they have they've never raised the price of the lighters. They don't need to. They're, they're charging too much in, in the first place. Well, no, it's fifteen cents, and they're like, we've never 15. raised 2. the prices ever. But the United States just keeps raising the prices. But it's also that. Not so much that they're raising the prices, that they're devaluing the dollar, right? So the price sure. is going up to compensate, I think. But what the fuck do I know? I uh, I was wrong. All I'm, all I'm saying is that this whole inflation thing feels like a hoax. TK.
<laughs> you can't say shit like that. It the does. The whole inflate. Which part of the inflation well, thing? Other is than the, the hoax, actual cost and increase to our lives. Steak yesterday. I had to buy a sandwich a that was like pre-made today because my kids, you know, they had they wanted lunch. And I was and I was on my way to this bakery to get them yeah. these really cool Filipino like hot dog sausage bun thingies. And the bakery was closed. So I had no choice. So I said, I'm gonna just run into Metro here and just grab them like a pre-made sandwich because I didn't make them one. And it was expensive. Like it was like 24 bucks by the time I got out of there. Right. sandwiches yeah no but it's true i ordered pizza yesterday to be cost effective yeah and we sure. ordered like i don't know two mediums and a small or something my wife's like how much was it it was 70 bucks she goes what the fuck 70 bucks for yeah. pizza for yeah. it's like what happened you, you can't even go to mcdonald's anymore without spending 50 bucks I want the I want the data. I want to see the goods. I want to see because I don't think fuel prices to. have have been you know increasing as much as they're they're claiming. You know, so anyways, I listen. I'm not here to to start you any don't? conspiracies, but I do believe that um, this whole inflation thing, right, is definitely something that we're going to start to see um, more and more things come to light where people are going to go say, oh, see, I told you that really wasn't as expensive as you thought it was, or there was, you know, something in the basket that they were weighing a certain way because, you know, whatever their their agenda is, and I'm going off track here right now, but wherever their whatever their agenda is, it it doesn't seem to um, be working. That's the truth. Well, no, unless is it, it is, it, it, unless who is, not, who is not spending the money anymore, right? We talked about this last show. Forty three percent of people they don't even have a mortgage in Toronto. Forty nine percent in Vancouver. Just so you know, West Coasters. Half the people in Vancouver don't even have a mortgage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then? And then what? So what and, the and fuck then, does So that what I'm mean? trying to say is these interest rate hikes, this quarter point, how is this going to stop inflation? How is this going to then control? And I get the narrative and I've been, I've been buying into it for a long time, Daryl, but I've had enough. You've had, had enough, enough This well, quarter about, point is pushing me over the edge. Okay, so the That's quarter it. point is the pushing quarter you point over the edge. What's it doing the edge. to people that are borrowing money right now or yeah. thinking about buying a house or thinking about listing a house? Like, what, what is the market's reaction to this? Is it just going to say... Um, I, had a, I, had, I had a slow week for showings. That was funny. <laughs> until, until today. You had a what? A slow week I had a slow week, week in showings. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was a slow week in showings. I had a hard time getting people to look at some of the listings I have. And then all of a sudden today, my phone was blowing up like it was a week or two ago. So it's a bunch of people going to look at properties again. Agents booking showings. So it took like two days for the, the I think they're all waiting. Maybe it was just Monday to Wednesday. Maybe it had nothing to do with the market. Maybe there's people, there's people out there, guys, believe it or not. Everyone's going to just be blown away. If you're, if you're listening to this right now, have, have a seat, like sit down somewhere close so you don't fall and hit your head. But there are people out there who didn't know that we had a rate announcement this week. I know that sounds hard to believe. I know in your world right. you're getting YouTube notifications and What's emails rate? from realtors What's and you're an interest watching rate? Twitter feeds that says the rates are going up and you you got a, a month in advance notice. But there are people out there who are not paying attention. You know who they are? Who are they? You, do you know who they are? I don't know any of these people particularly, but they're they're out there. They're the same people you were talking about before. The what 43 and the 49% that don't have a fucking mortgage. They don't, they don't care. care. No. But, we don't care about them. They're obviously off the table. It's They're the well. other people that at some point 
or already have a loan. So all these yeah. variable rate people that were like, after the pause, we're like, fuck, finally, like, okay, like, okay, maybe I made a good decision now. We were going to be on the way down. Hey, guess what? If they don't think that inflation's under control and they raise it a quarter point and everybody just kind of poo-poos at the 25 points here and yeah. the market just keeps going, well, guess what happens next month at the meeting, right? Yep. Right? If if Tiff's got balls enough to pause and then hit the fucking gas again and then, like, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit what the hell happens out there. He doesn't know what happens. He doesn't give a shit what happens. I don't know what the fuck. And this brings me back to what you were saying before is like, what if the plan is working? Is it working though? Well, I don't know. What's the plan? If, if maybe the plan's working and this is what they want. Yeah. You know what? The one I'm noticing is this. I, I, I don't think that the quarter point is going to make any difference for most people. But what I'm noticing is I'm noticing um, people start to get really nervous. So I've had quite a few investors with like portfolios uh, talk to me uh, recently. Uh, one guy was an older guy. You know, he bought the properties a long time ago and he's talking about getting rid of his whole portfolio. And people are just kind of like, ooh, this this might not go so well. And they're starting to really th second thing it. Second the guess sale it. of the portfolio may not go so well? Uh, no, like the market might not go so well. So he's thinking, okay, now it's time to get out. Right. Because mm -hmm. you've owned it for however many years. I told a story last week about a, a group of brothers doing the same thing. So I've had actually quite a lot of that where people with portfolios, multiple, multiple properties. And they're saying, OK, now it's time to go. I'll do like, you know, one one of them is like three this year. The, the, the other guys I was talking about were just they're doing one a year. Right. They're all ready to sort of divest. Right. Um, but also lenders. This is the other thing, too, is lenders right now are really nervous. So the private side, these are all the people who have started to issue the notice of sales and stuff like that for people who have defaulted on their loans. They are all getting really nervous about the market too. They're seeing that the rates are going up. They're seeing that things could slow down. They just want their money. They want to move on. They got greedy. They were lending out, you know, crazy stuff with, uh, you know, high risk situations thinking making 10 points or whatever it was, was, you know, a great investment for their investors. But now they're seeing that, you know, when they did that a year ago and the price has dropped, however much in that particular property and the appraisals came in at a price that they should have never come in at, um, they're looking at it going like, oh shoot, we, we could, we could lose our money. And so I've seen like a lot of activity. I got a power sale coming up, not a power sale. Like they got the, um, um, they got the notice of, of sale. So they got to the point where basically they're in default, but, um, the statement of claim for the possession of the house or, you know, writ or whatever it is that they call it is, has not been issued yet. So we've got a certain amount of time to get the property sold and we'll see. So I'm racing against the clock. You know? And so what's happening out there right now? Are we seeing more inventory coming online? Are we seeing sales keep up with the amount of inventory? What's going on on the I'm ground? See, I'm, see, <clears throat> I'm seeing sales keep up, to be honest keep with up. you. Okay. So yeah, we're still like, seeing bidding wars? Think about it. If that many people still own properties who are financially sound, it may not be a good time. I talked to another guy today. I got another guy with a portfolio today talking to me about how he wants to move out of the country and and... and yeah, sell sell all his properties and uh he's like um it's not a good time to sell nobody's and i said like actually like two months ago like the market was like amazing in his area he probably could have got 10 20 offers like you know why why didn't he call me but um i think the perception is still that the market's not good and so people are like oh i have to sell my home for a discount and that doesn't always spur um listings it doesn't it doesn't make people go oh it's a good time who are who are financially secure
right? Sure. They say, sure. Oh, it's not a good time. Why would I want to sell when it's not a Don't good time? Don't have to. Sure. Oh, it's a really good time. Prices are going up every week. Why would I want to sell when the prices are going up? There's so just some right. people or like more next month. Some people just don't ever want to sell or even think about it. My parents, I yeah. lived in, well, that's not true. I lived in a couple houses, but once they settled on their house, right? Like, and I'm talking when I was four years old, like mm. they did not sell until age dictated sale. Like they yeah. didn't give a shit what it was worth. They didn't care about any of that stuff. My dad probably locked into as long a mortgage as he possibly could have. And yeah. they were just happy, like paying down the mortgage and staying put. Yeah. But the reality is, I believe, is our generation, like we're okay moving, not all of us, but like definitely more okay with moving. I think the younger generation, like, I don't even know how they figure anything out right now. Like that email that was sent to thank you, Mr. Don M for being a big part of the show and maybe a bigger part of the show, like great Shout suggestions. I love that email. That was amazing. Thank you. A lot of time and effort putting that email, Don. A lot of time and thought. That's Shout great. Out. First t-shirt. Boom, you boom. know who's getting that. That's right. Uh, what the hell was I talking about? Um, what was I talking about? Why did I bring up Don? I don't know. I think you love Don. Well, I do love Dawn. Yeah. Um, I love all of our fans. Well, not all of them. There's a few I don't like. But uh, hmm. what the hell was I talking about, TK? Hmm. I don't know. But it look, probably doesn't matter. I'll take over and then you'll jump back in eventually. I'll jump okay. right back on top so of it. <laughs> so I had another lady this week that I was talking to who bought her property in 1990 and sold it for a loss after she put in all the renovations and all that kind of stuff into it in like 2006. Right? So... There's so many stories that come out, you know, from from these markets and more and more am I noticing we did a big um, evaluation on a property out in Watered Down, which is like near Hamilton um, this week. And I'm like looking at some of the sales that happened. There's a ton of sales of people who bought in February or March 2022 that were hundreds of thousands of dollars higher than what the value is today. You know, this average price we've lost from the February 22 peak to the end of May 2023, we're down 10% in the Toronto Real Estate Board for the um, average prices, right? That's like overall. From peak? Are, from peak, yeah. There are some there are some uh, properties that are like 20, 25% less than what the person paid for it, you know? And that's, and that's, there's a few real oddball, and they're not much in Toronto, I'd say. Bancroft. They're mostly in these small towns where someone's like, oh, two and a half million dollars for like all this land. Oh my gosh. And they went and bought a property because they, I can work from home. That mentality was, you know, the right mentality. And like they're living in that home for a long time. Let me tell you, that price is forever. 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 I don't know if this is why, um, I brought up Don, but he did mention talking about more than just Toronto. And I tried to talk about it um, last time, but uh, I didn't get it out. Um, when I was up north, the guy that so we went up north last weekend and we were on a nice boat and one of the locals was kind of taking us around on the boat and he was complaining about prices. OK, yeah. he was complaining about prices. Uh, of real estate and how everybody had to move out of Eagle Lake um, because the jobs that were available there, the few jobs that were available there, couldn't cover 
the new values of property since the people from Toronto started coming up that way and buying some of the properties at Bancroft and Durham pricing. Right. But, yeah. but, but so, sorry, where is this again? Cause you said Bancroft pricing, but well, this is Eagle Lake. I don't even, it was like three hours away or two and a half hours away. It's North of uh, Halliburton. I, I, I don't know. I followed the GPS. I, I, I went there, there. Okay. but it's like, yeah. it's far away and everything's fucking cheap out there because it's all just like cottages. And it's like, not really a place where people have come and spent like millions on lakefront property yet. Like it's too far for that at the moment. Right. But like, if it's happening where the price point is in the two hundreds where those locals are like, we got to get out of here because I can't afford to work and live in Eagle Lake anymore. $250,000. Unbelievable, Harry. Those motherfuckers from the city just fucking bid up Bruce's house to 280 Like, how the fuck are we ever going to be able to afford our own place, Vern? Oh, my gosh. Oh, we have to my grow our own gosh. food. Gonna, but what? anyways, without trying to make fun of people, um, you know, it's all relative. It's all relative. But I see what your point is. Is that it's their bad. problems? Their problems are small town problems. You know, right. we got big city problems over here, but those are those are small town problems. But you know? those are big town problems in small towns. But you know what? This big city people do is the big city people. They're willing to work. We're like big city people are willing to wake up in the morning, go to work, come home, go to bed Have every day of the week. Seen these people? Life? No, nobody's willing to do that. Have you? Have you like? gone anywhere lately and like even got any service like no actually i'll be honest with I'm you i'm too busy to get service home depot lately i have to pump i don't know gas. i don't know what's going on at home depot but like yeah. there's all these immigrants working there that really need their jobs and they're working like they want to keep their jobs now they yeah, like yeah, know yeah. where things are they'll like lead you there like it's disneyland now yeah. like i don't know what something changed in the last few weeks at home, home depot's depot. probably a good employer Maybe they play. They, maybe they pay you in U.S. dollars. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I mean, I I got a Pesos? feeling that people are gonna like um, respect their jobs more soon. I like. I, I hope I so. Just, That's what Patrick Francis has been talking about for so bloody long. That's need, his point. He brings right. up every time is that unemployment unemployment rate's too low. It's too tight, and that we need to yeah we need to have a much more free falling, free world job market where like if you're not doing what you're supposed to do you're out the door yeah but but, but yeah. you also i believe in that i'm too hard i think i'm too cold-hearted when people ask me these type of questions sometimes i'm a little bit too tough on people because some people have their own things going on in their life they got to take care of their mom or their dad or their kids or whatever and that's the way it is but i'm just kind of like get off your tail you lazy bugger whoa you know whoa and 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 it's not the wrong statement to make. It's just a little yeah. risky because people think they're working yeah. their asses off, right? Yeah. Like when they're sitting there at the mall and they're in the store and they're like, uh, yeah, I won't, won't. How, yeah. how can I help you? Yeah. Right. And then they're like really just wanting to get back on the phone. I don't yeah. know why that uh, rang. Sorry about that. But like people are not interested in working. People are interested in like buying shit on the way home after they got the check. Like yep. they're interested in like spending the money, but earning the money has like kind of lost 
something. Like I, th- I feel like people don't respect having a job, but like yeah. I guess when that when when the job market gets a little looser, mm-hmm. um, that might change. But like, how does the job market? Uh, how do you buy a house still? Like everybody's like quarter point eh, doesn't matter like a eh, quarter point they're just going to change amortizations your, your, your amortization is going to go up your rates will be the same eh, who cares quarter point like you need what, what did we say we i started talking about this last week too and i don't know that i got it out but like how long first of all to get like a decent house you need to make 250 a year like household income right yeah you need, a, you need a rich partner. You need. You can't be marrying for love anymore. No, but you need <laughs> you somebody need with a down with a six-figure right? salary. All right, don't, and the down don't payment. settle on less. You're worth it. No, but it's yeah. not. You can't just like have gotten a job two years ago and now you yeah. make two fifty, right? Yeah. You have to save. Well, unless up. you're in tech, no. Some of these tech kids, like some of these twenty-year-old kids, that are making money after they go to school. They're getting some really crazy jobs with some nice checks. Maybe not that kind of money, but they're making Fine. money. But they need to accumulate figures. the down payment still, right? So oh, even yeah, if yeah, you yeah, make the point. 250, now yeah. you need like at 250, you still need like six years of savings to get like a shitty con. But it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those aren't the average type of buyers. I would say the average, the average buyers are the um, people who are selling a property. Right. Like first time, but like, like all, the, all, the, all the buyers that I deal with now, this is different. It's my age bracket now. But move up buyers now. can't only sell but the move up buyers. If you talk to some of our 20 year old agents who come on the show, like 90% of their clients are first time buyers, you know, where my, where mine would be like 15 or like maybe like a quarter of my buyers are first time buyers, but over of all my clients, like it would be like 10% or probably less. Right. But those yeah. but but those people have to buy from somewhere. And soon yeah. the people that deal with first time buyers, you know what they're going to be called? What? Platinum agents, because they'll only be able to sell pre-con to new yeah. home buyers because how I don't know the what the heck they're talking anybody, about. No, but who can afford to buy a house if, if yeah. the average price is one point one million? OK, even mm. if you have a house you're selling, I mean, that house has to have been a decent house that has appreciated over at least four or five You're years. You're in the same market. It's pretty It's pretty consistent. That's why there's a saying in real estate where you don't make money when you sell. You make money when you buy. If you don't buy right, it doesn't matter what happens when it comes time to sell. You're not going to make anything. So when you buy the right house, so maybe it's not the biggest house. Maybe it's not the cleanest house. Maybe it's not in the best neighborhood. But you know, it's not that like corner lot that's got that really ugly siding that like has got that weird shape peaked roof that's next door to the hydro uh hut you know like the things like that you know if you don't if you don't buy one if you just buy like something simple it's in your budget but it's like a townhouse or it's like a a condo or somewhere whatever whatever your budget allows for it means that you've now bought a property that is going to be easily exchangeable when the market changes it means that you can sell it and you can get decent buck for it which means you're in the same market but so many people come to us i have a lady I guess I'll talk about it. I sold it this week. I sold her property for $100,000 less than she paid last year. And not because we didn't try. It took us months. And we tried and we tried and we tried and we tried. And the pressure from the financing meant we had to sell it. It was exactly $100,000 less than what she paid for it. And when I did my research, 
it was like the listing was on for 800 then it didn't it was an offer date it didn't sell it went up to 850 they put on another offer date and she paid them 900 after it already didn't sell at 800 because it was in the the times right it was it was like a little bit actually after the times and she told me her realtor that she used to buy it was you know not looking out for her and that was very clear and long story short is <laughs> she made a mistake she made a mistake she overpaid at a time that she didn't need to and so she's an example in toronto where the prices may not have adjusted the same regardless today it's worth what it is we tried many different ways strategies at the end of the day this is what it is we still got more money than but two other kinda... homes that were better in that neighborhood so she still got actually top dollar but lost hundred thousand plus closing hold costs and fees yeah Darryl. hold on a second here something's weird okay Something. so tk when did she buy this property in the spring of 2022 give me a month please april, april of 2022 just after when things had already changed and if you were a busy agent you knew things had changed and that it wasn't crazy crazy if That's you why were they anybody, I think if you were anywhere on social media, you would have known that the winds were. Let's random. let's go back to my earlier point. Okay, some people didn't even know that there was a rate hike or a rate announcement this week. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm just trying to paint the. Not picture everybody's here, following it. Like the not the realtors, are, not are, the realtor, our amazing listeners, and. Uh, the co-hosts themselves not well, everyone's the realtor, following the market no way. but the realtor should be and the realtor you know what? the realtor's thinking about his commission he's thinking about geez i'm gonna mm. sell two properties this year this is one of them and i'm gonna tell this girl to pay whatever she needs to pay to get the deal done yeah, that's what that's what's gonna happen that, that is, is what's what happened that's Correct. what happened and that, that will continue to happen and the history continue. of real estate because people will use people who aren't experienced okay. no. anyways that's too bad so so, so but hold on a sec so so in April of 2022, on a one-year term with a B lender, I'm guessing an alternative lender, not even a B lender, like a. What C. was the fucking plan? The plan changed, Daryl. That's all oh, that matters. The plan, the plan changed. changed. There, there was a plan, Good. but the okay. plan changed, and things happen, and everybody's things life happen. is different. Everyone's experience is different. Everyone changes. Okay. The bottom line is, it was what it was. There were no options. Renting it out. In a year from now, I'm gonna... gonna be a billionaire. Was that I told the you plan? about that one story, that right? Plan? I told you about the one story. I think the most extreme story from pre-con is that the couple who bought the house for three point maybe three million, and they said, Well, we can't afford this. We can't like three million. How are we gonna afford it? I know. Let's go buy three more pre-cons. Brilliant. And when we flip those and make all that money. Then we'll be able to afford that one. Well, honey, don't you think we should maybe wait before we buy the $3 million house? You know what? Let's just buy the $3 million house first. Yeah, real estate only goes up. It, and it'll then, be fine. And then we'll figure out the rest. And we'll it was so it hard to, like, and I'm, and I'm saying this, and I feel horrible even just saying it because they're in, like, that's a life-changing decision. But people really need to know how real estate works and that, um, that there's going to be someone who's going to tell you it's a good idea. You will find. If you look for somebody who's going to tell you that this is a good investment, I promise you, you will find that person. But let okay? me tell you from experience, it's like you can lose all your money. Every, and like, it's not that bad. Devastating. But it's not as bad as you think it is. I've done what it. What do you mean? Okay. Believe oh, you mean losing you got, everything? Losing everything and making it <laughs> is not so bad. bad. It yeah. really isn't. Now, yeah. let me tell you what's yeah. bad about it is yeah. the worrying about it happening. Yes. But once it happens, 
it's not that bad. You just yeah. have to deal with it. Now, yeah, if you're the kind of person Sage who advice. thinks it's better yeah. to like stick a knife in your stomach than yeah. deal with the things you got to deal with to get out of the problem you created, mm -hmm. then maybe it's not as smooth. But the reality is, it's like, look, if you fucked up, and you know you have to fix it. You have to get out. You got to recover. Like, if you just do what you have to do, whatever that is, work yeah. harder, work a second job, rejig, like, the finances. Is this, be is this before the fallout or after? Before. Like, if you know, before. just yeah, deal with it. Go, yeah. go. Don't put it off longer than it has to if you know. Yeah. Because you know what? You're not going to get the miracle, okay? 100%, Don't bank I agree with on you. the miracle. Don't bank on the miracle. If you if you if you're up the creek without a paddle, it, it's there's best. still things in your control, right? Okay. But but like waiting for this windfall miracle of something like don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. It, now now here's the here's the hard part. I've had some people who were in some bad positions that we were able to get them out of. They were able to make some really really big cuts to their expenses. Owl Mortgage has been talking about that. Uh, Vince, he's been talking about like renting out a room and you know eating craft dinner and all those type of things, where they've 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 managed it, and then years later, you know, it's turned out really well for them. So when do you hang up the gloves, Daryl? I think you just know, okay? You just know. You just know when you are just done, and when you when you when you've exhausted all options, mm -hmm. and you still don't have an option. And mm -hmm. you know, like you still have the option. It's to deal with it, right? And what people do is they spend so much time trying to avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. And then mm -hmm. you run out of time. And then it's so much worse than mm -hmm. if you just dealt with it at the right time. You know, you know, you're licked when you're licked. You just gotta admit it, bro. Okay. Yeah. okay? Now, when there's still a chance, you should know that too, right? But like. See, I have a personal experience with a family member who had something that they were going to be required to do a bankruptcy for, and in, and they should have sought help from friends and family because they could have found a solution that would have worked, and then they could have been able to you know really put themselves in a better position. But instead, they said, "Well, I don't want to tell anybody about this," so they just quietly you know did what they had to do in order to be able to to file the bankruptcy. And that's something that I, I think a lot of shame and guilt pride, comes in yeah, pride. pride. Yeah. And so where, where do you, where do you stop? And, and there was a realtor involved in that um, transaction. And of course that realtor was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just sell, just sell. It's good because they got a commission out of it. Right. So do you go to your realtor for it? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, is it your, is it your realtor who's selling a lot of properties and who's going to give you the right advice? Or is it the guy who sold one or two houses and he's going to tell anybody anything to get the next sale. And I think that's something that people need to do to, to vet and, and, uh, who they're dealing with. And that's a great segue because I have a note here. And what's okay. becoming more and more and more apparent to me over time in yes. the social media space. Ooh. Well, listen, in a market like this, people need help. People need guidance. People are looking to people and assuming that they know what the fuck they're talking about, including us. Okay? They got a YouTube channel. These guys must know everything. Look at, look at those backgrounds, especially us. And yeah. look, some are obviously are better than others, but it's like, 
it's like a good baseball coach, okay? Like the best baseball player may not be the best baseball coach, okay? Mm. Right? And, and so there are people in social media that put on a wonderful display, okay? And come across as potentially wonderful consultants in a, in a, in a, it's a fucking shit storm out here, TK. Nobody knows what's going on. And we just proved it with the video that I made last week where we got all these social media experts guessing what's going to happen next. And I don't Where'd know, go? out of 10, was a funny maybe video, one person got it right by accident as like a joke. Okay. So like, yeah. And it's not that these are not really smart, well-educated, experienced people. I mean, some more than others, mm -hmm. but nobody has a clue. And the problem isn't so much that all of us don't really have a clue. The problem is that people think we do. And nobody's out there going, you know what? Like, I'm just an actor. <laughs> I'm just acting like I'm good at this. But if you actually call me, you're going to get like the weirdest fucking advice or something totally wrong of course no one's ever going to hear that but the honest to god truth mm -hmm. is that it is rampant here Ra people are choosing to spend more time on their social media accounts than selling yeah. homes why because Not by no choice. fucking homes to sell <laughs> and there's a billion agents yeah, there's a funny guy on on thing. I wish I knew his name and I could give him a shout out because I laughed at one of the videos I saw. He's a, a Persian guy and he's like playing himself, but like, you know, also playing like a, a, a critic pretending he's another agent. And one of the things he says, oh, you got all this time to be just doing all your funny videos. Like I'm too busy selling houses. Bye. You know, like he's just doing that kind of stuff. Look, you got to start somewhere. I don't believe that the top agents are making social media um, funny videos and stuff like that. We know a few guys who come on our show who do really well and they've got teams and I think that they're the ones who are able to do it. But if you're a single agent, you should be really busy and you don't have time to be to be going crazy. But if you have a team, um, you know, all the like the guys we have on our show, like they've got a team. So they're able to do those because that's how they get business. So it's a little right. bit like that's what I'm saying. It's marketing. So they're lever they're leveraging um their it's business, their, their 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 team in order to be able to service all that business. But when you um, call them. It's not like they'll have, you know, all the work to do there, which is normal. That's a business. There's nothing it's wrong with It's a that. business. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that the perception from the public is that people what? know what the fuck they're talking about. And I was taught, I was talking when about you deal thing. with the people in real life. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying anybody in particular. I mean, it's most people in most fields, but like, it's atrocious. It's a, like, mm -hmm. even that phone call that we recorded last week, like, I listened to it again and it's like the conversation like you said it was this and now we're gonna do that and like you're telling the guy what he, he didn't get the do. deal of course he didn't get the he deal he's like rather deal. argue with you over do you know what like i won't say anything bad hopefully this doesn't come back but like i called him to give him the deal right i called him to help give him the here. deal and it was like a done deal <laughs> and he never answered his phone no. either the one night or the next morning. No. And so I called the other guy and I said, can you bring me this? And he was like, yep. And he brought it to me and the deal was done. And then a day or two later, the guy's calling me saying, what happened? And what I was happened? Like, oh, oh my God. Why didn't you call what you, me? What do you mean? What happened? I and it was almost me. like it was my fault. Of course and I was just like, it was your fault. You. Prick. All right.
good luck so anyways uh, he was a nice guy like there's nothing wrong with the guy but oh, it was just yeah. like there's yeah there's levels but anyways i want to talk about stuff that's like interesting uh, that's not interesting okay is it interesting i don't know is it interesting i don't know what um i guess not did you so you didn't look at any deals to analyze for any of those properties because i looked at it i think i mean yeah. i need some rental uh information that you could get from okay. me while i'm analyzing it but like sure. but here here's the fundamental issue and you're right i talked to another builder today it's exactly well, hold on like, give it a little bit of background because nobody knows what the fuck to we're talking about to build a uh multiplex to build a garden suite to build a um laneway suite okay People don't just have cash lying around where they're just like, oh, I'm going to just go put a bunch of cash into garden suites. Everybody borrows money in order to be able to fund all this type of construction, construction mm, loans, problem one. line of credits, all that kind of stuff. And when you're borrowing at six, seven, eight percent to be able to get this stuff done or more, depending on your situation and the equity that you've got in the deal, no number is ever going to make sense on how much rent you collect from these units. And that is right now the issue then you've got cost of construction and then you've got all the other services and soft costs and stuff like that that you need to be able to people count just for don't understand and that's the... unfortunately where we're at but but there are a lot of new builds going on and so there are a lot of new um construction uh, building permits that will be issued and i think people will incorporate this into their design more it may not be a fourplex but they may say you know what i'm going to do a triplex i was going to build my own oh my home. god you, why you... don't you can do a finished basement with a kitchen legally now. You don't have to yeah. like hide the pipes in the walls. Why not two basement the apartments? You could do whatever. I'm right? just saying I don't need like, the basement. I'm going to throw two one bedroom apartments in my basement so that I can collect rent from two different tenants. But do you understand how no many kids. people have to build a house with like a hidden kitchen in the basement so that it can pass inspection and then after it passes inspection everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. opens things up so they can have like a nanny suite in the basement or a yeah. a, a, a secondary suite in the basement? Yeah, they won't let you do it otherwise before. Now, yeah, there's going to there's no doubt that this is a step in the right direction, this whole laneway garden suite multiplex thing. 100 million percent. There's going to be more suites than there would have been in the neighborhoods. Whether there's more suites overall because of this probably will be, but like now you have all these people that could be good developers thinking that this is the low-hanging fruit working on this stupid shit, okay? And I promise you, TK, people think that these are cheap. They're not cheap. You're building a whole house behind the house. It's like literally you're building a whole thing from scratch. There's, not, there's, there's nothing that's not the same as building a new house. So like how does it make any sense financially unless, yes, Mom and dad are going to sell their house and they're going to come move into the new garden suite behind your house and help pay for this place now with that oh. extra money and then retire into the sunset in the backyard, which mm -hmm. sounds those, those listings that I sent you. Those have all been sitting there for a long time. I've been watching those ones. The ones that have the laneway suites, they're mm -hmm. not selling They're three million bucks, three and a half. So they're not moving, right? No, because, because the house itself is worth you know, a good buck, right? They're all two to three million dollar houses, depending. Well, does everybody want a fucking laneway suite in their backyard? And they're like, well, I paid five hundred thousand dollars of that laneway suite. How come I can't, you know, make it work? Right. And the, and the answer is, is because nobody wants it, and it's also hard to qualify. The suite. only way I would say that would be uh, reasonable to qualify would be with commercial financing, 
but the rates now are too high. Oh, so hold on a sec. So because you don't get to use all that income to qualify to get the financing, you only get to use half the income on a residential mortgage. Well, so hold on a sec. Does it just end up wrapping into how does the financing work? So if you're in a five year mortgage and now you add on this thing, is it like where is it a new mortgage on that? No. If you got a new mortgage, it would be. And, no, but and, and, UK, you got to break your term to get a refi with this stupid thing now. Yeah, it would probably That's a line of credit. Forty would be the, grand. The line of credit would probably be a better option at that point. Who can get but, a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar line of credit? Well, you could if you qualified for it. If you qualified for the payments, right? But that means you have to have so much fucking equity in your house already. There's, well, hopefully is, you do if you're going to be doing this, right? But that the, the problem is is buying it new. So I'm is, a buyer and I'm going to go buy that property. Yeah. And I need to qualify. The bank's going to take 100% of the expenses and they're going to take 50% of the income and they're going to qualify mm. me like that. Yeah. That's and you're like, issue. well, I need the income from the laneway suite. And they're going to say, no problem. My... Half of it we'll use in order to be able to qualify you based on your income. Even half of the income from the rental suite? Yeah, half the rental. Why wouldn't it all count? That's what it's going that, towards. But that's, that's not what residential financing does, right? They take into account the the... They're going to need expenses that they would have later on. They're going to need a new product for these laneway suites or garden suites. Anyways, like you need to get to five units and get the commercial financing. This is just like surface area problems with it. Okay. Now, now like take an existing house and figure out a good way to split it up into four. Okay. With the existing layout and structural walls and vents and electrical and plumbing going through all these walls all over the place. Mm. Stairs have to get to places like this is. You got to rewire it. You got to revent it. You got to replumb it. Everything. Yeah. And then fire and soundproof. It's like, sorry, guys, but like, I guess baby steps is better than no steps, but like, there's a lot of energy going into this bullshit and not much energy is going to come out. It's like really going to be a wasteland of people's time and money. But anyways, here we are. What I do see though, that could be um, helpful in solving the crisis is like, I know most people don't follow this because why would they? But the applications I mean, the development applications are down by a landslide, like 50%. But the ones that are in are really, really pushing the limits, like beyond. Like, they're Mm. going for a ton of height. Two towers in Kitchener just got approved at 52 stories, even though the community was going bananas. They still just said, fuck it. Boom, 52 stories, go. It, like the I'm sure hu- they've got a, a housing crisis because of the schools out there. Uh, I'm sure that Any these university to towns it. have not been able to keep up with with. Well, but this housing. is a technology town that is yeah. also a university town that's like yeah. around other university towns, and up yeah. until very recently was still considered affordable. Yeah. Right. So, but not now. Anymore. No, because you got a ghost station. a square foot for that condo. Right? You get a ghost station, you're fucked. Okay? Because yeah. now every developer's coming in and going 40 stories near the ghost station. Because yeah. why? Because, I don't know, nobody knows what the fuck's going on. And Doug doesn't Ford that make is sense like though? stamping shit all over the place. But doesn't that make sense though? Of course it makes sense. Yeah. I guess. But like, I don't know. Do I need like all these towers around Vaughn? Like, why can't they be in North York? Like, what the fuck? 
Why do I have to extend for billions of dollars a subway to this wasteland? All these developers all of a sudden just get 50 stories over there. Like what, who, what's going on? Like we, that was the land that was available to build on where in North is, York could you have built it? Oh my God. Hello. Like, look at this, uh, uh, uh Dufferin property that the airport here that I, I don't never seen a plane go there. And mm. it's like an army base or something for the Canadian army with all three of them. They need like a hundred acres. Do you understand the city that could have been built there already? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of fucking houses. Too. But yeah, Buttonville's owned by Cadillac Fairview, and they're like in a pissing contest with the city about yeah. what they can do there. And they're like, we'll just turn it into storage and we'll have yeah. one person working in this whole place here. Or mm -hmm. you can like let us do this crazy mixed use thing that we want. Oh, Guess yeah. what's going to happen there? Either we'll waste your land and you're going to get nothing out of this. One or... employee running yeah. this like robotic warehouse. Yeah. Or you know we'll we'll build a whole bunch of houses and I don't know two thousand people and retail uh, shops retail yeah right Skating which makes sense rink. yeah I, nice. a client that I met with Greg there a couple of weeks ago they've got the a warehouse so they're they're building new construction industrial so the issue is the Buttonville um, runway lines up with their building and so they've got forty feet clearance or something like that that's the height restriction. And that you need flight to have path. flight yeah, path. Yeah. You need to have you need to have a certain height uh, uh, limit, and of course, they're trying to push the limit. And so, it's well, best and then there won't be an wait. airport. Like, why? Well, yeah. Wait, wait, yeah, wait till the airport's gone, and then you yeah. can go put your application in. Yeah. But uh, have you seen self storage being built? There's self storage being built near Yorkdale yeah. Mall right now, there's which is actually pretty smart. And, yeah, everywhere. Because condos have no storage. And so more and more people right now are looking at, well, where do I put my stuff? Because if I'm going to be living in smaller spaces, which we're living in smaller spaces, mm -hmm. how am I going to keep the things that I need the to keep? Things that I, I need. need. Things in my I life. can't get rid of this and thing. Storage is going to be more and more in demand. I have right? a friend and who owns population, a place. And as population oh. grows, this is this is what it is. So I told but the guy who money industrial, making. I said, look, put main floor industrial, rent it out to somebody because you're going to be getting... 20 bucks a foot net and then do two levels of storage on top. Ooh. So people have to drive up to the second floor to get their stuff into elevators. their storage elevators for cars, yeah, freight elevators. Cars. Yeah, oh, yeah. so you got to empty your shit, put it That's on a normal. Thing, Most storage places are freight elevators. Yeah. Yeah. Normal. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I mean, necessary. I, I have an idea, TK. I have a certain, no, I can't tell you now. This is fucking great. Why don't you share stuff with the people yeah, on our man. show? Like, what do you think they're, okay. they're going to go put applications? Because in you know what? I want? prefer what happened yeah. today where, or, and last week where people just call me out of the blue from Twitter and waste yeah. a whole fucking shitload of my time on the yeah. side rather yeah. than give it away on the show. Okay. Well, I don't know. Okay. You're not Let's busy see. enough. So you want to be able to actually meet with people and then and just, just give waste away the same information. Time, right? Yeah. Well, okay, so fine, TK, you're right. Let's give something away. I okay. think, because I'm not going to do this, I don't think. Or we're okay. going to have to raise a fund on the show to do this. Guys, but we're raising money. Leave your uh, bank Maybe I'm not a genius. in the comments. Maybe, okay. maybe this is nothing special. Maybe it's somebody's already doing it, but I don't think they are. Okay. TK, big problem yeah. right now, downtown. What's the big problem downtown right now? Traffic. Well, not really if you've been uh, down poor there. Poor air quality. Holy shit, is it bad down there today? Yeah. No. But if you own an office building, TK, what's the problem in downtown Toronto? 25 to 30 percent vacancy rate. 49 percent, according to Mr. Foch. 
And okay. on Wednesdays, it's 69% according to Foch's data, which okay. I don't remember where it came from. But we yeah. were okay that it came from Foch. We believed it. I believe, yeah. Foch said it. It's, it's well-researched. It. So whatever it is, it, it, it's really fucking high. And you know what? When you don't have uh, tenants in an office building in downtown Toronto for a while, yeah. um, what do you have to do? Um, probably rent it out to people who want to use it on the weekends. I suppose that is one option. What do you but do? you do have to figure something out, right? <laughs> you, you can't leave it like, empty. You can't leave it empty. So yeah. the problem is that everybody's like, okay, this is one problem I wanted to discuss is everybody thinks they're developers and they fucking understand development and they can just spit out an idea and it actually works. It'll so people through. are like, just, you know, people are trying to figure out how do I turn these offices into residential? Like, I'll just turn them into residential. You just put a kitchen in, Daryl. Just buy them and turn them into residential, dummy. Like, let's go, right? Yeah. And I mean, although that is technically possible, one of the main reasons that you have a little bit of trouble with this plan is that offices generally have much bigger, deeper floor plates mm -hmm. than a condo. Not all of them. Some have smaller floor plates than condos, but generally like the big good ones, they have big floor plates and... The problem with these big, so they're not worried about plates. light reaching the middle of the building. People in the middle, you don't yeah. get a window. Deal with it. You you yeah. might have a frosted glass door that will give you some light. It's pretty good. I think you're doing pretty well in the company if you got a and frosted glass door. The buzzing lights above they give yeah. you a, a nice sense of being outdoors. Yeah, and you I, get your own washroom key. Maybe. Yeah. If you're if if you're like no, you been washroom. there for like, like come a on, while. You think you are the CEO? You get a key. you get a washroom key. But that, that's the problem is that they're too big and too deep and nobody knows what to do with that. On top mm -hmm. of the fact that like um, ever try and move a toilet in a condo or in a building, mm. kind of hard. You can't. To like, well, it's not that you can't, but well, in a condo you can't, but in, in, in an office building, yes, you'd you be can drilling. in either, yeah. but it is. I did a like core crazy. drilling gig one day. One day. It was a long time ago, Daryl, and my friend's dad owned a core drilling business where we would go to condos. We were probably 18 to 20 in that range. That is the perfect person to be coring through a building's yeah. And so structure. we had to like climb a ladder and like, I'm saying like we, but really I was like probably holding the ladder, right? I did one day and I was like, this sucks. And so we mounted this drill up in the air at this certain point and used all these threaded rods to secure it. And then watch this four-inch core drilling bit go right through this 12-inch slab of concrete so that they could run something through it at some point, you know? And that took forever to get through that slab. Right. It was not fast whatsoever. And this no. drill was really heavy. And so, like it's one thing to do like a little four-inch hole or a two and a half inch hole, but to do like yeah. for a toilet flange. Yeah. And not hit rebar. Yeah. In the crazy mesh of rebar that's in that thing. Well, they're supposed to tell you where, but I mean. Yeah, they do an right. x-ray. and the, But it's yeah. like it's a whole fucking thing just to drill a hole. Like, then you yeah. got to do everything. And you got to yeah. do it times everything. Because guess what? How yeah. many office buildings do you know that have like a kitchen? So Everywhere here where is there's the business be idea a... that you were thinking about is start a core drilling business. No, but that's a good one. That's actually a really good one, right? That will be Guys, a good one. If you're into trades, 
just go and register. That GTA will be necessary. Office Conversion Core Drill Inc. No. What I am suggesting, which will involve lots of coring. Yeah. And these office buildings will have to get fucking decimated for the numbers to make sense. But I guess if some people out there are right and things crash and go crazy and vacancies stay high, then the values have to adjust. And if somebody can figure out how to put storage space in the middle of the condos, oh, you kill two birds. And you thought with someone was gonna stones. steal that idea? What do you mean? Because of That's the a fucking video. great idea. It's a great idea. But like, it's TK, a fantastic like, idea. Do you understand like, who watches somebody, this show? Somebody's going to use that you know idea. Who watches and this it show? Won't, it will no longer be available for you to be able to make money off of. No, I just I want to do my ideas. TK. Okay, it's a great idea, but like, great you'll share fucking it with the world. idea. Maybe you'll get some good comments. Well, so it. based on the meeting I had today, which was so, who store is this? Is this public storage? Is this the people who live in the building? You get storage. I think uh, both? both, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe like the lower floors is public and as you go higher, I don't know. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know what the need is, but yeah. I got to think that there's a giant need. I don't know if you know, like on Richmond, there's an Apple storage building. I've tried to buy this thing like a hundred times. It's a giant above ground storage building. And this thing is like, it's like a disco. This place is hopping all day. Like people are needing their stuff and putting their stuff. And it's all about needing space in this place. Because guess what? If you're not in yeah, Apple location. storage, like where the yeah. fuck are you going to store your stuff in the downtown core, right? Yeah. But if you could figure out how to make this make economic sense, there is a wonderful opportunity a for, for a few people. And we've got a little bit of extra uh, square footage a in lot. these office buildings. Okay. A lot, I think a it's lot. a great idea. I think it's amazing. You have to have a separate freight elevator. That's for sure. Sure. And, and, and you have to have the residential everything. elevator and stuff like that. It would just be in the middle. And then you just have like this hallway around the core. And then inside the core would be a totally separate thing. Totally separate. Or. And have to be or, a huge floor plate too, but. But you have room for it, right? Yeah. Or or one of these really cool, super fancy where you park your car inside your own unit. No, that no, that, that idea got worse. No, it's a different idea. Now. Okay, so I'm this. I got so much money. I'm going to buy a fancy where I want to bring my Lamborghini up to my car, and I'm buying it in a converted office building. Yeah, yeah. Because you're a pimp and a half, bro. No. No, okay. <laughs> You're hurting. Right. Yeah, that's, these are not going to be nice buildings that they convert from office buildings. These are going to be like for affordable housing. Come on. What do you mean? Why? Affordable. It's going to be at least 6% lower than the average property. It's affordable. I don't know, TK. I don't know about that. Is that how we deal with affordable? Yeah. Is it 6% under like the regular market? I don't think that's right. I think that's absolutely wrong. But TK, well, based on the meetings I've been having, Mm -hmm. People keep calling me because they want help from the assembly king, TK. They want your help. They want but... my help because they try and do an assembly and they go, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this shit? This is, this is insane. Yeah. Why, why would anybody do this? And then how does anybody do this? They call me and they're it like, never goes through. Well, not never. Well, I'm saying like those people who don't know what they're doing. It but, never goes through, Joe. But what's crazy, and I don't know if you have these conversations or maybe people just have them with me because it's what I do, but like, mm -hmm. I'll go down, like I'm driving in a car with somebody and they'll feel the need to go, that'd be a good site over there. Just buy those three houses. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Let me write up the offer. Holy Jesus. Like, how I did you figure that out? I bet you the homeowner's home right now. We could go right? and talk to him. How did you figure that out? He'd be happy out? to see me. 
So is that how you do it? You just, you just buy three houses and it's over? That's, mm. that's amazing. So let's keep driving. Show me more. Oh, mm. look at that. There's if you put that one together, look at yeah. that mechanic shop. That one's great. Oh, look at the, this is the best. So today, okay. And I'm not making fun of the guy. The guy, he doesn't know. He's a realtor who wants to be a developer. And what I realized, TK, mm. you need to be thinking from the right perspective if you're going to do something properly. Like, I can't be thinking like a football player and be swinging a bat, right? I mean, it doesn't work. So if I'm thinking like a realtor, it's going to be really hard to be a developer. It is. Okay? It's very difficult. Because they're not the same, okay? They're not. They're... Not that I could be a realtor either, right? Like, I know what I know. I, I, yeah. Okay, I'll give you my opinion on that after. So, 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 so you know, he's like... I, this is what I want to do. And this is what I think. And I'm asking him questions and he's giving me answers. And then when I ask the follow-up to the question, he has no idea. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, how are you going to do this? If you don't have a fucking clue how to do this, but this is the craziness. And this is even what I was talking about before. The guy who's a great social media presence, who is a shitty realtor, doesn't know he's a shitty realtor. And the person who thinks they understand development actually thinks that they understand development. Mm -hmm. And so how does this work without TK? How does this work without people that actually know helping people that don't know? There's so a can you ask the question here. again? I have a duty, TK. I got to okay. teach some people how to do this because we need housing and I can't do it alone. And people yeah. are trying to do it that want to, that just so don't just have start a, a clue. consulting business and you can just help everybody. We're going to do it for projects. free, TK. I'm going to help people for free. We're going to okay. get out of this crisis. We're going to do you, this. If you guys have any properties to develop and you're listening no. right now, if you want to a show, if you want to learn, you, he will help you with if your you development project. One of the last thing, because we, we got to end the show here. One um one of the things that I had since I met you actually, I had a hard time because I was like, okay, if you're a developer and you are looking to develop a property, you need to have there needs to be something in it for you. So therefore there has to be some knowledge that the developer has that will allow the property to be worth more after he buys it. It's the only way it works. Sure. A realtor's job is to ensure that they sell their client's property for the most amount of money possible. For sure. And if you're a good realtor, can you also provide that level of service to your client if you also want to buy their property? And there's agents right. who do this, who are, when they go to look at properties, they say to the seller, well, or I can buy it from you. Or it would be so easy for you. You don't have to clean. There will be no showings. All you have to do is sign the papers. And that to me was always like, I, I could never do that. There's been so many chances where I'm like, oh my God, I want to buy this property. It's amazing. It's the best. Da, 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 da. But the price that I'm willing to pay, I always end up selling it for more. And, right? and, and so, so the conversation went to this and yeah. it went even further where it's like, I asked him, I said, so like you go to the planner and he tells you what he thinks. And so now what do you do? And he goes, well, you do what the planner says. I go, you do? I go, what about the architect? He goes, yeah, you do what the architect tells you to do. 
I go, you Those do? Would my, that would be my answer too. Right. Uh, but this is the thing, TK. That's the wrong. That's why you're the assembly king there. No, but that's not why I'm the assembly king. Forget about that. The fact that like people willing to do a necessary uh, a job in the marketplace, believe me, like there's few and far between people putting real deals together. There's a shortage of this. We need land. Like if there's people willing and nobody's out there like showing them how to do it and they're just figuring it out on the fly. So you get realtors going like, well, what, what if I could get you like, uh, I don't know, 3 million for your, for your property. You think you and your buddies would be interested in doing that deal? And you're like, oh, 3 million. This is a fuck. I just bought it for like 800,000. Uh, I'd be interested. Let me talk to my neighbors. And he talks to the neighbors. Hey, hey, uh, if, if I could get us 3 million each, would we be in? They're like, fucking A, I would be in for $3 million for sure. And so now Vinny, the, the realtor, is like, okay, give me the listing. I'll put it up on the market for $3 million each. And now these people think it's worth $3 million each. Vinny came up with $3 million when he was like, I don't know, reading some article and it had the number three in it. And now you have an assembly that's on the market and everybody's sitting there going like, what the hell's going on here? This is a horrible deal.